In the holy name of Jesus. In the last few weeks, we have learned that Jesus is just like you. Jesus had a mommy, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Jesus had a birthday party. Merry Christmas. Jesus had a baby shower, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Jesus had pets. The cattle were lowing. And travel plans, welcome to Egypt. And 12 good friends, say hey to the apostles when you see them. Jesus also knows the darker side of life. Jesus knows all about bullies, like King Herod. And he knows of demons and danger and evil and want. In so many ways, Jesus Christ is just like you. And yet this morning, on the feast day of transfiguration, it is very clear that he is also not like you. It is not only that Jesus had two daddies, one who was a carpenter and one who built the cosmos, or that he can turn water into wine or make fever go away with just a touch and a word. His transfiguration is his ultimate not just like you. So many of you know the icon of the transfiguration. Jesus emerges from this pool of everlasting blue. He floats above the ground. He raises his hand in blessing, but his blessing is so penetrating that it knocks his disciples upside down and they tumble down the mountain. Light, or maybe it is lightning strikes. Dead guys, or guys who should be dead, Moses and Elijah, are suddenly back to life. His heavenly Father speaks, this is my son, this is my chosen one, listen to him. And suddenly it is very, very clear that Jesus is not just like you. Now, what are we to make of all of that? This is the basic stuff of your salvation, that Jesus is just like you and that he is not just like you. This is the center of the universe, and on this everything else turns, that Jesus emerges from the eternal love of the Heavenly Father, the only begotten Son, and yet, at the same time, he is born to your flesh and blood from the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is the meaning of life. This is the great revelation. This is the hope of saints and angels. This is the great mystery. This is your restoration and your joy. And this is the only way home to Eden. This one, this chosen one, this Jesus Christ, who is more priest than Moses, more prophet than Elijah, more king than David, and quite frankly, more you than you. He is God-made flesh, just like you. He is fully human. And yet he is not like you at all. He is fully divine. Now, this just like you, not like you, will be terribly important over the next few weeks of Lent. 
today, this morning, everything is bright, beautiful, light, joy, happiness. But tomorrow, Jesus goes back down the mountain and he sets his face toward Jerusalem, toward Lent and darkness and torture and death. On the cross, it will seem that evil gets the best of him. And in a very real sense, it does. It's going to be a horrible story, a rigged trial, a quick execution of an innocent man, worse of the only holy man who ever lived. But then comes one of the great gifts of Lent, that on his cross, evil suffers and death dies. It works like this. In your life and mine, evil is so often a flashbang. It startles you and it wounds you and it disorients you. It comes on you very quickly. And when something really, really evil happens, it squeezes the breath right out of you. You have the sense that you are going to die. But here is something happy for you to hold on to, especially when you are at your worst. Evil always overreaches. Evil always overestimates its sway. The proof is in the resurrection. After three days, the Heavenly Father honors His Son once again, His Chosen One, by resurrecting him from what is cruel and evil and unjust. And in that, evil suffers and death dies. Jesus did not make his way out of the icon. He did not come from that burst of everlasting blue. He did not come from the depths of eternity and out of divine love for himself, but for you. If we have learned anything over these past few weeks from Christmas to Epiphany, it is that all that Jesus does, from having a mommy to a manger to a shower to pets to travel plans to friends, to facing bullies and demons and darkness and danger and evil, if we have learned anything in these past few weeks, it is that Jesus does all of this for you. You are the only reason he left home, that he took his leave from the Holy Trinity, and now when Jesus is here, everything changes. Not just water into wine, and not just sick people into healthy people, but evil into holy and death into life. And so tomorrow, when Jesus goes down the mountain, to Jerusalem, to Lent, and to the cross, he is doing one thing. He is choosing to be with you. He is choosing to stay with you. He is choosing to protect you and choosing to forgive you. If you are sick, he will heal you. If you are confused, he will guide you. If you are a sinner, he will take away your sins. If you are broken, he will mend you. If you are dead, he will raise you. And that is why transfiguration is always the Sunday that ends Epiphany 
and starts Lent. The epiphany, this revelation, this meaning of life, the manifestation of all that is good, light and love and joy and happiness, the epiphany is applied to you most thoroughly when Jesus, who is nothing like you, becomes one just like you, goes to the cross for you, and on Easter is raised for you, and then he stays with you in baptism, and he talks with you in Scripture, and he works for you in Eucharist so that evil will never have the last word in your life. And death dies before it can kill you. So happy Lent. This is going to be a wonderful fast these next 40 days, but then a still more wonderful feast. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.